Greetings in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are delighted to come to you and to share with you in the Word of God. I am so grateful to the Lord that he has spared us. And in the midst of what we are going through, we are still experiencing the blessings of the Lord. We are still blessed, though there is so much chaos that's going on around us and in this nation, we are still blessed. We know him, we know God, and we know that he's able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. We want to address you this evening by speaking the truth and holding on, speaking the truth and holding on, or as Rupert Hardin would say, don't quit. Amen. Let us have a word of prayer, Father. It's in the glorious name of Jesus we come giving thanks to you, because every good and every perfect gift come from you, the Father of light in whom there is no verbalness or shadow of turning. We ask your blessings upon the listening congregation that you would bless them and strengthen them. Let their needs be met. Let something be stirred in their spirit that will encourage them to go forth in your name. Save the unsaved. Let the backsliders be reclaimed. Let the saints be encouraged. We pray in the matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Noting the book of Hebrews, chapter number 10, verse 22 through 25, I'm reading from the King James text. And let us draw near with true hearts in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke to unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exalting one another and so much the more as we see the day approaching. Amen. Of course, we are not in a building now. We are, uh, amen, doing this remotely, but God has made it so we can't stay in the four walls anymore. We still got to get out there and give the word of God. And uh, he does all things well, though we might not understand all that he's doing. God does all things well. And when we're talking about professing of our faith, the professing of our faith, we are talking about holding fast to our profession or our confession of faith. In other words, faith is not faith until you open your mouth and express it. And the confession of your faith. And I wonder what have you confessed and what have you said that God has promised you and that he would do for you? That is very important because once you say it, you have to learn to hold on to the profession or the confession of your faith. Again, we are using that tongue to express 
our faith and our confidence in a true and living God. Sometimes the things we confess take time to be manifested. It is not always manifested right away. And that's why we need faith. Even the things that the Lord has promised you will take some time. And as we see the various characters in the scripture, we can see how they waited sometimes years, 17, 20 years, amen, before the promise was fulfilled. One of these examples is Abraham. God promised Abraham and he promised him a laughing promise. When I said that, amen, it was so funny that Sarah laughed within herself. Of course, she said she didn't, but the angel said, yes, you did. You laughed. He was already a, uh, he was already an old man. And the Lord waited another 10 years before that could be performed. They got to understand, he's an old man, Sarah is an old woman, the natural things that a woman would go through and have to uh, birth a child has ceased to be in Sarah. But God's promise is you're going to have a child. My God. Uh, amen. They didn't have refrigerators. That means that Sarah would have to nourish that child and bring that child up in health. Now you see how that's laughable. Amen. And God don't do things all the time in our time, but in his own time, God does what he does best. He is God and he is going to operate in a way that's going to give him the greatest glory. And all we got to do is just hang on in there and hold our faith and just don't quit. Just hang in there and God will bless us. Note the book of uh, Romans chapter 4 verses 18 through 21, the King James text. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, not just of a family, but the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. I made a mistake there. He was nine. He was a hundred years old. Amen. But he did not consider that. He considered him that made the promise. And that is something for you and I, brothers and sisters, to do. Don't look at your circumstances. Consider the one that promise. And we always say God is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Amen. Verse 20 say, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. You see, that's when you know you're strong in faith, though you got to laugh at blessing you'll find yourself giving praise to God as if you already possess it. Amen. But still that mouth is opening and saying what God said he's going to do. The people might laugh at you. They might make fun at you. 
but don't you stop. Keep on blessing. God's going to give you a blessing after a while. Amen. People are going to wonder, have you lost your mind? And the uh, 21 says, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. I want to know, do you believe God can do what he said? Or do you think he is this braggadocious and not able to perform what he said? I am fully persuaded that what God has said, he is able to do it. He don't speak in vain. Have I not said it? Will I not perform it? And what he has said, he will perform. What the Lord is about to do for you is going to make some people's jaws drop. Let me say it again. What the Lord is about to do for you is going to make some people's jaws drop. Amen. Take that to the bank. That is to say that our faith, we are going to be tested in our faith. It's one of those things that you're going to have to believe God. Now, you can't watch all the signs that surround you because if you watch the signs around you, you will soon lose faith. Amen. But you've got to have that faith in God that what he promised he's going to do. Don't allow the devil to talk you out of what God has promised you. Because I tell you what, we said on Sunday in the book of Revelation, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Amen. The blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And I said to you, brothers and sisters, we got to use the same formula, the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. We note one of the characters in the Old Testament by the name of Caleb. After wandering in the wilderness for 40 years uh, with unbelievers holding on to his faith, 40 years with unbelievers, 40 years of saying God couldn't do it. And these are people who experienced God. They saw God turn water into uh, blood. They saw the lights and the fleas that was in the land of Egypt, and yet they did not believe that God was able to take them into the land of promise. But Caleb kept his faith. He kept his mind, stayed on the Lord. I don't know, he must have was rehearsing in the word of God such as he had at that particular time. Amen. And look at Joshua chapter 14, verses 11 through 13. This is what he said. As yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now. For war, both to go out and to come in. I'm just as strong. I've been out here for 40 years, but I have not lost my strength. I'm still believing God. Now, therefore, he said in verse 12, now, therefore, give me this mountain. 
And sometimes you got to step forth and say, give me what you promised. God will do it. And so he told Joshua, give me this mountain whereof the Lord spoke in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Amalekites were there and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. Now, I don't care how big it is. If God made you a promise, he is going to bring you out. And verse 13 says, Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephini, he, uh, Hebron, for an inheritance. In this story, Caleb did not give into the negative talk a man of the majority, but he held on to his confidence. If you are surrounded by wrong people, they can talk you out of your faith. Faith come by hearing. Doubt also come by hearing. Amen. Like in the case of the patriarch Job, amen, he said uh, he, he went out. But Job started off giving God praise. Note the first chapter in verse 21 and 22. And said, naked came and went after the devil had afflicted him and he had lost everything he had. I'm, I'm going to tell you that is something. Everything he possessed looked like overnight. He was one of the richest men in the East at that time. But everything he had overnight was gone. But he looked up and started praising God. And he said, naked came out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord giveth, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all of this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. And then the second chapter, verses 7, he said, and so went Satan forth, from the presence of God and smote Job with sore balls from the sole of his feet to his crown. And he took him a potting chair and he began to scrape himself with all and he sat down among the ashes. Then said his wife to him, does thou still retain thine integrity? Look what she said, curse God and die. But he said unto her, thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And, and shall we not receive evil? And all this, Job did not sin with his lips. And in the chapter three, he says in the 25th verse, for the things which I greatly feared is come upon me and that which I was afraid of is coming to me. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. Note out of all that the friends had said he still held his faith, the faith that he uh, possessed, the faith that he uh, had confessed. 
he still had that faith. But what happened to him was he allowed his friends to continue to talk to him. I'm going to tell you, when you got a blessing on the line, you might have to hurt some people's feelings and just tell them, I'm sorry, shut up. And they said, you must have done something wrong. How many of y'all out there know, just because evil may come across your path, it don't mean that you've done anything wrong. It means God got you on display so that you can show forth his praise and his glory. And then there his wife. And there's something, all the kids died, but this woman was left behind. She was left behind because she was the one going to say, curse God and die. This caused Job to go into a defensive mode. He goes into a defensive mode. He goes to defend himself. He said, he says here uh, in verse 23 and 8, he said, behold, I go forth, but he is not there. And backwards, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand where he does work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand and I cannot see him. But I know the way that I take. And when he have tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My feet have held his step. His ways have I kept and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I've esteemed the words of his mouth more than in than my necessary food. Just like Job, we have faith in God. Don't think you're going to get a whole lot of stuff without being tested. The devil's job is to test us. But my God, God's job is to defend us. The devil is saying you're going to fall. But God is saying you are going to stain. Have you ever noticed when you get right at a blessing, how many times the enemy will come? And if you start complaining, use that same mouth and start complaining. The more you complain, the more light, more light, the less light you see. See, when you complain, your light go out and you become dim. But when you praise, the light will shine in you. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 13 through 15, he said, We have the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up by Jesus and shall present us with you for all things are for your sake that the abundant grace may through the thanksgiving of many rebound, redound unto glory and honor or the glory of God. Now, what happened is this. Notice he said here, through thanksgiving. So when something is going on in your life, 
Please do not get in that complaining mode. Start giving God thanks. Because when you start giving God the thanks, the pressure will come up off of you. Because Satan is saying, I'm going to make him curse you to the face. But my God, and some of you out there know it. I can feel it in my spirit. Some of you out there right now are going through some very difficult time. And Satan is trying to tell you it ain't never going to happen. But you need to call that scandal a liar. Amen. And stain on the promise of God. Amen. When you want more grace, start giving God praise. And what is grace? Grace is God's ability. And when I can give God praise, he sends more grace so that I can able to make it. I can make it because I'm going to give God the praise and the glory. I refuse to sit on the sideline with the complainers. Amen. God has showed me something and I'm going to hold fast to what God has told me. Matter of fact, I'm going to say it again. Amen. What God has promised me, I'm going to say it one more time. You get up in the morning, say it. When you're in the middle of the day, say it. At nighttime, say it. Wake up during the night and say it. That is the profession of your faith. And don't start talking trash because the devil wants you to start talking trash. See, when people really got a blessing, they talk Bible. Hmm. Let no corrupt communication flow out of your mouth. Look at what Ephesians said, chapter 4, verse 29 through 32. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Amen. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. And let all what? Bitterness and wrath and anger, clamorous and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake have forgiven you. You don't have to, you don't have time to be playing the blame game. Some people are just miserable and they want to make you miserable. When you see them, you can almost be guaranteed they're not going to be with you 30 minutes before they're going to start talking about somebody. You need to walk away from those kind of people. If they had something themselves, they would not always be complaining. It's always the other person's fault. You don't want to stay around those kind of people. You want to be around people who take responsibility. Like Job said, the Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And they're saying, it was Sister Susan's fault. Now, Brother John did something wrong. And this one did something wrong. And somebody else did something wrong. You're not going to get no grace to help you. But when you start saying, I thank God, I'm going through something hard. Weeping may endure for what? The night, but joy going to come in the morning. 
You can tell them, when this night is over, honey, we are going to shout together. We're going to have a party together because this thing cannot last. You see, trouble cannot last against a man, a child of God. Darkness must give away to light. Pain must give away to joy. Amen. Hallelujah. So you got to say, pain give away to joy. Darkness give away to light. That is the confession of my mouth. I love to see people that have been in the fight still praising him. Amen. Still praising the Lord. Amen. The devil is counting on you. Uh, amen. To become depressed and start complaining but fill your heart with praise. Amen. Fill your heart with praise. And if you start complaining, you need to tell yourself, I'm not doing too well with this. No, 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 no. Go in a corner somewhere and say, God, take this complaining spirit away from me because complaining is wicked. If you can complain all the time, you might as well go on there, commit adultery, lie, steal, curse, and everything else because complaining is what caused Israel to die in the wilderness. They complain. You can't complain and still have faith. It just won't work. So if you are going to praise, God will show you the light every time. Amen. Amen. Uh, let me tell you, I was this thinking about my family who have gone through quite a bit, quite a bit of sickness and so forth. Amen. You might not been able to know what was going on. Most of the time, they never missed any services. I think about Lady Harris. She had pancreatic and, and stomach cancer, cancer, but she still praised God. And now when the doctors see her from time to time, they ask her, what is that incision about? And she started telling them and they look at her like, and you still living? Amen. See, you wouldn't look at Lady Harris and tell her that. You can't tell her that. Because Lady, amen, believe in praising God because she expecting something from the Lord. And then I think about my oldest daughter, Alicia Mars. Amen. Raped and mentally abused, but she recovered and was fully delivered. And she is still praising God the Lord. Denise Wilson had double breast cancer, still praising God. So when you look at your first family, you're not looking at nobody that's been walking through the tulip patch. We'd have had some trouble, every one of them. And then Daniel Branch, cancer of the ovaries and uterus. And then she had a disease, Stephen Johnson, and amen, that's a very deadly disease, and it affects one in a million. This is a dangerous and life-threatening disease, but ask Danielle now, she's still praising God, and then amen, lost her husband at a young age, but she's still praising God. That is holding on to the profession of her faith. And the baby girl, Tion Thorne, 
automobile accident and the truck ran over top the car that she was in and broke her hips. Amen. And the, the legs became unjointed and she was un, within inches of having uh, the major arteries cut and going through all of this pain at her in her teens. Amen. And the doctors put your own stuff. Amen. And they put her on this medication for pain. And she had extreme pain and she ended up drug addicted. But if you look at Tion now, Tion is still praising God. It was enough to have made the family backslide. But one thing in the highest household we know, for God we live or for God we die. And then myself, I had three heart attacks, liver attack, cancer, and I'm still praising God. Amen. You see, you may see my glory, but you don't know my story. And when you see the girls, you don't realize what they have been through, but they have not been walking through the tulip patch. They have been tested. They have been tried. But keep on watching. Watch them. Just watch them and see what God is going to do. Because God has promised. Amen. I'm going to rejoice in God. I'm going to give God the praise for he's still worthy of the praise. And sometimes you'll be good, but you still have to go through some stuff. We're good now, but we're still in here caught in this virus. And we can only trust God to deliver us and to bring us out. Amen. So bad things sometimes happen to good people. But one of the things that will always bring you out is a praise. Saul and, uh, amen, it was Saul and Silas. They was in jail. But instead of them crying and snotting, one sang and the other one prayed all night long. And look what God did. God came and loosed the jail and they was able to walk out of prison. And I tell you, if you can get a praise in your heart and in your mind, you're going to walk out of the situation that you're in. But learn how to give God the praise that is due to his name. Do what David did. Can we get a David praise. Amen. One of those praises that say, I shall yet praise him. Amen. I wonder, can you say it right now? Yet I will, I will yet praise him. I will yet praise the Lord. I will yet praise the Lord. Say it to the devil. Talk to him and said, I will yet praise the Lord. I don't care what come or what go. I'm going to give God the praise. Look at what he said in Psalms 42 and 5, King James text. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquiet within me? This is what he said. Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his continent. And that's what you got to let the enemy know. I'm going to praise you. And let me tell you, if you really want to come out of this thing with money in your pocket, health, wealth and everything else in the midst of this instead of getting up in the morning and complaining about how 
bad you got it. When you get up in the morning, wake up with a praise. Wake up with a thank you, Jesus. Wake up telling God I praise you. And what that demonstrates to God is that, Lord, I trust you. I believe you. And though he slay me, Job said, yet will I trust him all the days of my appointed time. I'm going to wait till my change come. Oh, my God. Let me calm down here. The real secret is praising God in the face of trouble. But you uh, got to have faith in God in order to praise him when things are not going your way. Will you develop that praise for God? Will you trust him? Will you believe him? Amen. He said in this world, you should have trouble. But be of good courage. In me, you can have peace. Let me tell you, you are holding the keys in your hand. The key is faith in God. And if God raised Jesus from the dead, do you think that problem you got, he can't handle it? Hold on to the profession or the confession of your faith. Use your mouth to get out of trouble. <laughs> you got in trouble with your mouth, so use your mouth to get out of trouble. And what does that Bishop? Use your mouth to praise God. Praise God till you get out of trouble. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. All the days of my appointed time, I'm going to wait till my change come. Tell yourself, I refuse to complain. God has been too good to me for me to complain. I refuse to complain. And that don't mean all the time you're going to feel good. But I'm going to praise him anyhow. I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to give God a hand praise. Even if my heart hurting, I'm going to still give him a praise. And as we give God the praise, he started working for us. The scripture said, Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he gave God praise. If you're not giving God praise, you're staggering. Amen. I, let me say that again. If you're not giving God praise, then you are staggering at the promise. But if you're giving praise, it means I believe God that he will take me through. I thank God for victory. May the Lord bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Let's keep one another in prayer. Let's keep one another in courage. Amen. Text, write, do what you need to do. If God lays somebody on your heart, Text them, write them, let them, pray for them. Amen. And God may bless them. That don't mean for you to call them and talk about nobody. Call them and give them, amen, words of encouragement that they can go through and do the will of God. Amen. But until next time, may God bless you. May heaven smile upon you is our prayer in Jesus' name.